Hi, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm Dr. Crystal. And in case you missed it, now's the time to find out what you missed. It's our summary time where we summarize our podcast that we posted on Monday. Every Monday, we post a new podcast. And on Wednesdays, we typically give a summary for our podcast. And so this week's podcast is what we call are in and out. If you want to live foreverish, there are things that you want to do. And there are things that you may want to consider limiting or cutting out. If you want to live foreverish, we also call this the doctor's breakdown, the latest nutritional findings. So it's our time to give you updates from the research. Our first in if you want to live forever, is mindfulness. We highlighted a study uh, published in November 2022 in the JAMA Network. That's the Journal of the American Medical Association Network. And the title of the study is Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction versus Escitalopram for the treatment of adults with anxiety disorders. Escitalopram is a type of anxiety uh, medication. It's also used to treat depression. And the researchers wanted to see medication versus mindfulness. Now, it's not just the, uh, the, the mindfulness wasn't just sitting and reflecting and thinking. The researchers took it to the next level uh, and the participants participated in 45-minute 40, daily home practice exercises. There was also a day-long weekend retreat uh, as well as eight uh, classes, in-person classes, to, to teach you how to be mindful. So uh, the researchers compared the two and to see if the mindfulness-based stress reduction, if it was non-inferior, meaning are the effects similar uh, to the medication? And the findings uh, of this study found that, yeah, mindfulness Base stress reduction was non-inferior, meaning not worse than the medication. Uh, and so this is really exciting to see in the research. Uh, there were final thoughts from the author uh, that uh, she stated, and this is kind of a quote from the author, our study provides evidence for clinicians, insurers, and healthcare systems to recommend, include, and provide reimbursement for mindfulness-based stress reduction as an effective treatment for anxiety disorders before because mindfulness meditation currently is reimbursed by very few providers. So this study, and that is a quote from Elizabeth Hodge, medical uh, MD, and she is the director of the Anxiety Disorders Research Program and associate professor of psychiatry at Georgetown. And she uh, is the first author of this study. So we appreciate your contribution to this area of research. Hopefully we can get more reimbursement for mindfulness-based stress reduction. In number two, again, if you want to live forever-ish, omega-3s for depression. 
This study was published January 12, 2023 in the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. Now we know that symptoms of major depression are frequently observed when the immune system is activated, such as during infections or inflammatory autoimmune disease or conditions associated with chronic inflammation. So the researchers wanted to see, okay, if chronic inflammation is associated with depression, and we know that omega-3 fatty acids can help to target chronic inflammation, can they be supportive? Can omega-3s be supportive for depression, right? Makes sense. Well, we also know that omega-3s are involved with the resolution of inflammation. When you're dealing with chronic inflammation, you have lots of pro-inflammatory mediators that are just out wreaking havoc in the body. And so restoring inflammation balance by decreasing pro-inflammatory mediators while also increasing compounds that have anti-inflammatory activity are beneficial. So omega-3s convert into what are called specialized pro-resolving mediators. They uh, they help to renew damaged tissue, help to promote cellular regeneration. So in this study, that's what they wanted to investigate. If we give these participants omega-3 fats and they gave it in various doses, they uh, analyzed one, depression scores, two, plasma levels of omega-3 fatty acids, three, Pro-resolving mediators, meaning are those omega-3 fatty acids converting and increasing the pro-resolving mediators? And four markers of inflammation were assessed. And I'll have to tell you, all positive outcomes for omega-3, specifically EPA at the dose of four grams per day. They evaluated lower doses of EPA, one gram, two gram, but the four gram per day of EPA, uh, the, the researchers saw a, a, a response that was favorable, depression scores decrease. And, and so think omega-3s if you or someone is dealing with depression, think about strategies to target inflammation. In number three, if you want to live forever-ish, vitamin E and NAFLD. NAFLD is also known as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's one of the most common forms of chronic liver disease worldwide. Uh, and one of the leading causes, oxidative stress, uh, being overweight, the sad American diet. And so the recommended treatment options for NAFLD includes weight reduction, regular physical activity, and a healthy diet. And one component of the healthy diet is vitamin E. Where do you get vitamin E? Lots of nuts and seeds uh, will provide vitamin E. And so in this study, they compared or looked at multiple studies. It's called a meta-analysis. And they saw overall vitamin E help to support healthier levels of ALT. We saw improvements in ALT and AST. Both of those are liver enzymes as well as changes in BMI, which are signs that 
you are on the right track with helping to manage the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So those were our three ins and our out if you want to live forever-ish is late meal times. Eating late. In particular, in this study, it was after eating your meals at nine o'clock, nine, 10, 11 o'clock, you should not be eating. You need to, to mirror the sleep-wake cycle, mirror the day and nighttime. If it's night outside, if it's late outside, the body should be in a rest and digest mode versus in an active eating phase. So early meals versus late meal times were compared. Uh, total amount of calories in the two groups who ate either their meals earlier or later was the same. Physical activity was the same. And the, the research speaks for itself. Eating later, those individuals had a lower energy expenditure during the day, increased hunger, and they were storing fat more. So what should you do? Eat earlier in the day, five, six o'clock uh, if you can, no later than seven, right? And then uh, you should allow that meal to digest before you head to bed. So those are our three ins and one out. Again, in number one, mindfulness. In number two, omega-3s for depression. In number three, vitamin E for NAFLD. And out, number one, late meal times. Now, if you would like to hear and listen to more podcasts or listen to the full version of this podcast, head over to liveforeverish.com. And while you're there, check out all of the many other podcasts that, that we have published, well over 300 podcasts. I think we're nearing 350 or we may have reached our 350 podcast mark, but liveforeverish.com to listen to more podcasts while you're there. Remember to, we call it the one-two punch. Share your email address so that you can join the Live Foreverish family, as well as subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. They are all there so that you can subscribe and you will never miss a show. For Live Foreverish, again, I'm Dr. Crystal. Thanks so much for listening.